Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 77. Um, Today we'll be doing our annual media summit, media roundtable, favorites. Um, So we'll be going over what we've been enjoying seeing recently, either on screen like TV, dramas, or um, what we're reading, and other types like music, games, things like that we'll be consuming. So hope it'll be a fun conversation, but weekly recap, Ming, you're in a different location. Tell us more. <laughs> I've been tracking you on Light360. <laughs> I've been tracking you too, Sally. Um, yeah, I am in a different location. I am in San Francisco, or more technically the Bay Area, since I'm not in the city right now. But yeah, I flew out uh, a few days ago, and I've been spending time with Stefan, exploring the city, the area. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm tired. <laughs> The, the time difference has really messed me up, to be honest. Mm. It's like hey, you're we'll only three hours. I know, and I didn't think it would be that hard actually to get back into it. But I, I like we go to bed at like one, one thirty, and then I wake up before seven or sometimes at seven, um, just because my body's used to I guess waking up mm. at East Coast time. So mm. I'm kind of tired. Like I'm dead by this time at night. <laughs> But yeah, it's been fun. We've been doing like the touristy stuff and then some not so touristy stuff. So mm, that's why I went climbing. to the museum. Oh, and rock oh, climbing. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Asian Art Museum um, in the city, and it's huge. I didn't think it'd be that big, but it had a lot of different cool art, and it was nice to see a museum that's like dedicated to Asian art. Um, yeah, yeah, rock climbing has been fun too because it. I don't know, it keeps me in, not in shape, but like in technical skill, like to remember how to do stuff. But everything's harder here anyway, so. I'm going to forget everything. The next time we go rock climbing, you're going to be like beast mode and I'm going to be no. regressed back to V1s. <laughs> Definitely not beast mode. They're, I can't even do some of their V1s. Like, it's pretty hard. They're on a different level, but yeah. Well, it's because it's on a different level. That's why you can't do them. Yeah. I'm tired. But yeah, what have you guys been up to? Sally, you're back home, I suppose. Well, yeah, I had a very fun vacation. I just got home, actually. And like, it took the way back took a lot longer because we had a really long. Well, first off, we had to return the rental car earlier than our flight, like five hours or so before our flight was actually set to depart so we were just sitting in the airport for like hours and then after that we had a layover in san francisco in ming's hood (laughs) um but it was it was five hours so it's not like enough time to go out and do stuff in the city so we're just sitting in the airport again Uh, yeah it's like in new york and then the flight back yeah. Yeah. it's like you're in limbo just like waiting for stuff to happen but anyways my f- my um trip was really good i'm missing the chickens already <laughs> they're <laughs> everywhere in the island but uh we went to we did a lot of like naturey stuff on this trip with mm. my parents um i think it was like the second day or third day <laughs> i made them um climb a mountain <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Like actually rock climb, well not like rock climb all the way, but there's a small part where you had to like climb rocks up. I was like, yes, oh. this is my chance to get them into rock climbing. You're probably gonna do like a V two. <laughs> I was like, he'll hook it. Oh my but gosh! Yeah, I'm almost like I haven't done this stuff like this since I was like 20s. Um, yeah, but they enjoyed it. It was it, a lot of the time in. They oh, I went to the. It. Yeah, we should ask them. <laughs> it was a fun memory. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time. So I was in the island of Kauai and a lot of the time it was raining because it's like supposedly the rainiest island or rainiest place. I don't know. But when it wasn't raining, it was not, the weather was really nice. And I mean, even when it was raining, usually it would stop after a few minutes. So it's, it wasn't like too bad. But the last day of our trip um it was raining the whole time or like the last 
update in the day before too. It was a lot. It was pretty rainy, so we didn't get to do much. But the wedding was really nice, and mm. luckily it didn't rain during the actual wedding ceremony. But then when we got to the reception part, uh, we were like eating dinner. They just served the on no, they just served the appetizer, and then they were about to serve the entree. They served my parents' table first, and then it started pouring, and then we were all like <gasps> hurtled inside, herded inside the. The reception part, we moved it indoors, but there was like a, like they had it all set up pretty fast. Like they moved all the tables indoors and had the places set pretty fast. So we just continued indoors. It's right next to the place that was originally set outdoors. So really close by. And yeah, it was fun. My cousin, um, had a good wedding, I guess. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My favorite part of the wedding was the vows. They did the vow exchange or reading. Uh-huh. And it was so cute. Did you cry? And I, I was like tearing up. And Aww. my cousin mentioned the, uh, my cousin mentioned our grandma too. So I was like, this is the last mm-hmm. draw. Like starting Aww. to tear up. So good thing I had my, <laughs> good thing I have my sunglasses on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> Did they write their own vows then? Yeah, they. Wrote, it was funny because the bride wrote her vows on like a card. And then uh-huh. it was my cousin's turn, and he his best man pulled out his iPhone. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The, the coordinator guy was like, Yes, he's a modern man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, also you probably saw this on my Instagram story, but like when it's just started to rain, we thought it would be a passing cloud. So we all like ran inside, but my two cousins and um I guess like a cousin in law, they were still at our table and they thought like they could wait it out, so they just sat there. And then the p- staff people gave them umbrellas, and they started dancing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Provided entertainment to us. In. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it started pouring harder, and everyone left, uh, went back inside. But yeah, it was nice spending time and like getting to know the the bride's family. Because mm-hmm. I guess now that we're absorbing their family, we're one. Family. Like, we're one. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of weird being the cousin there because I'm like the only one of the cousins that went to Hawaii. The other cousins are my cousins' siblings. So they're like direct family. But yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I still got close to the bride's family. They're cool. They're Taiwanese. They're in Tassa. (laughs) We can bond over that. Um, Yeah. I think that was all. Yeah, Yeah. it was kind of weird being on vacation with my parents because i feel like i haven't done that in a while or just my parents like without my sister but yeah yeah it was nice to have my cousins there for some of the time and hanging out how did you and your parents entertain yourselves in an airport for like five hours we were just on our ipads (laughs) i finished our book club book more on that later (laughs) the schedule (laughs) linda how was your week so far i feel Um, like i haven't talked to you in so long yeah or both of you, I suppose. But. but it's only been one week. We usually just see each other like every other day. <laughs> yeah, so like our Monday and Friday felt so empty mm-hmm. without climbing. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been domestically in, well, D.C. <laughs> and <laughs> Maryland, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. oh, all of us are domestic. Anyways, um, <laughs> what did I do? Oh, I'm now... <laughs> A uh, volleyball spectator because I went to a oh. high school game and then I went to the UMD game. And wow, I was getting excited. Like, I don't know, like, who am I? Um, and Sports then, girl. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, I went to Glenstone, Sally. I think I texted you when I was yeah. there to remind you to, like, not wear slippers <laughs> when you go. But, I wasn't was planning really on, but okay. Oh, well, um, How was it? Uh, it was like very weird, but also very cool. Um, it was weird like a nature walk, like in the forest with art museums and like installations. Mm-hmm. And there was like a sound installation. Ooh. You'll see when you get there, but mm-hmm. it's like surround sound, but it's like a sound of the freaking Revolutionary War. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like in the woods. They had a really nice part where you're like in like the soldier training camp or whatever, and then you can hear them talking. And then when you close your eyes, you can imagine yourselves like in like their compound, and you can hear like the horses, but like very far away. It was very weird. Interesting. 
it was like having the headphones in and you know how like a sound goes from like one ear uh, to like the uh-huh. other ear but it was like in real life and then we were all just like sitting on stumps like listening and then suddenly like <laughs> the camp was like attacked or something and oh my gosh it was like sounds of that um but it was I didn't really know nice that day. was what the museum was about just from the pictures that yeah. I've seen like I always just see the nature parts I didn't know about the audio I think that was like an outlier for what the arts are because there's like traditional paintings and mm. sculpture and stuff like that and then oh my god their outfits Sally their like uniforms are still on point it's like they're dressed in like a gray like linen outfit and they're all wearing like the white and black Reeboks oh my gosh <laughs> Reeboks with a strap exactly it was Reeboks with a strap um but it's a really cool place um Sally when are you going November ish November 2nd November 2nd oh, yeah Mengia yeah. plans of going to Glenston I did not, but you know, the sounds of a war is really a <laughs> The revolutionary war. <laughs> no, and then they start saying Ave Maria after that, so you can. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now I must go. <laughs> is that all? Is that all? <laughs> well, I do I guess have, I have some to talk about other war. news. <laughs> What's um, the other news? Yeah. I forgot to Your say, but I have house news. I submitted an application and we are signing the lease. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, basically, probably I should be getting the, the PDF to sign pretty soon, but move in. Okay, our lease starts literally the Wednesday after I get back. So, move in. So, day. moving in oh. that weekend? Well, I, I, I plan on just moving in gradually. I probably okay. won't like live there for a little bit, but because I, I still have to buy a bed and stuff like that. Like it moves so fast. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We get the keys on the 20th. So it's happening. And then Carlos and Sebastian, of course, are talking about like doing a Halloween uh, oh, housewarming party. Yes. So I'm excited. <laughs> it, it's so weird that's been happening while I'm here because I'm like three hours behind everyone. So mm. I was like the last one to submit my application. And we're talking about like rent and, uh, paying the deposit and all that so so the other two roommates pulled through yes they did it's gonna be a turn <laughs> everyone's from umd and yeah it should be fun i think well hopefully i'll get along and i don't know yeah that's why i'm excited for you yeah i'm excited for like kind of it seems like not real because i'm here right now and it's like a whole another life like in dc so it will be exciting Alrighty, it's time to get into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you may know, we are all big consumers of media, and especially over the past uh, few months, we've been consuming a lot of different formats of media, including books, movies, TV shows, K dramas, TikToks, etc. So we thought it'd be a this would be a good chance for us to sit down and tell you guys all of our thoughts, reviews on all the recent media that we consumed and maybe give you some recommendations whether or not we liked it or not. So stay tuned. But first up on the agenda, we really wanted to talk about our book club because I know we've been mentioning it a lot um, in our weekly recaps, especially when we first started it. And um, now is the time that we can finally sit down and tell you guys our thoughts on joining a book club and the books that we've read. So before we start, do you want to go around and everyone can share a little bit about why they joined the book club? And Ming was the origin. She was the one who invited me and Linda to join her mini book club. So Ming, why don't you start first? <laughs> it's like the mini book club that's not quite mini anymore. But um, I think I was inspired to... I want to okay, start it, put it together, I don't know, organize it, because uh, in the spring, I was in another book club that was specific towards one book, um, Dune, and it was with people that I wasn't super close with, but I still enjoyed it. I found it was like a really nice, um, I don't know, it added a lot to my life, and like we got to meet every week and talk about one um, like the same book, and it reminded me of school, but like in a really chill and like um, fun environment so I kind of wanted to bring that but um, do it for different kinds of books and with like people I'm super close with so I invited you guys and I guess a few other people and I don't know it's kind of changed shape over time like with different people and different books but yeah I just like it because I miss 
I like didn't speak up in school at all. So this is like my chance to read books that we're all interested, but like give our thoughts, think critically for once a week, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, And Ming gets a power rush every time she calls on us to share our thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I have to admit to that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like hearing everyone's thoughts. So sometimes people need to be called out. No, like Linda, what are your thoughts on the book club? <laughs> or usually, I don't even need to be called out in the book club. Um, You're right, it's Sally. <laughs> it's Sally. <laughs> but I think similar to what Ming said is like being a postgrad, you don't really get a chance to discuss books that often, and I think it forces me to read because I haven't read a book in so long since until like we started mm-hmm. reading the first book for our book club, which is Severance, and mm-hmm. we're on the second book now so it hasn't been that long i third, guess third. The third book. wait what were you oh my god chemistry okay she forgot was... about chemistry <laughs> yes <laughs> your choice so yeah we did service chemistry and then we're doing she who became the sun and yeah it's a way to get intellectually stimulated after doing the same thing at work all the time and i don't think mm. us three were in the same class together was it since high school or something um probably like yeah. any kind of yeah. discussion i was based. never in the same class yeah 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 so it was a new way of discussing and just hanging out i guess sally what mm-hmm. about you yeah i agree with all of the above but <laughs> i think also it's really fun to read a book at the same time because if i were just to read a book by myself i would miss a lot of the points that you guys would pick out while you're reading so i think i really like the discussion part and hearing your thoughts and I mean, a lot of times we just go off on tangents and like we end up not having anything to say and then you just catch up. And that's also nice too, like just having a time scheduled, like our weekly uh, pod recording. It's just like a time scheduled to catch up with friends while also doing something that's productive or seems productive. So Mm -hmm. it's really nice. And yeah, definitely after graduating, I really um, want to put more structure into my week because, you know, every work day kind of feels the same and time goes by really fast. So if you're not like scheduling in things, I don't know, like like a month can go by and you don't feel like you really did much, but at least with the book club, you can be like, oh, we finished this book. We're working on this next one now. Like, you know, it's like a way of keeping track of the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just really fun overall. It's just, just so like a social thing and also motivating myself to read more because I really need like the pressure to be like (laughs) read this by a certain deadline (laughs) although I still don't always read on time (laughs) (laughs) that's okay I'm so glad you guys decided to join though because I feel like I don't know book clubs used to be seen or maybe they're still seen as kind of like a nerdy like I don't know it's like something middle-aged moms who are like house Mm. moms do or something (laughs) just to kill time but I've actually really grown to like love it and I love hearing your thoughts because everyone brings like a different perspective and I think because the group we have like we all know each other pretty well like we feel comfortable like sharing our thoughts even if it's like different from other people's which is really great Mm. do you want to talk about the books that we did or what was your favorite book coming up Mm-hmm. Oh, there's well, definitely all of a them theme. Are, yeah, the, yeah, all of them are so written far. by Chinese or Chinese-American authors, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's kind of a coincidence, but like we didn't pick the books intentionally for that. But because we're all Chinese, we all suggested books that were from Chinese or Chinese-American authors. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about the the books, the themes? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's definitely, I think the first two were very similar. We talked mm-hmm. about it, like, obviously during the book club, but the first book, like Linda said, was Severance, and the second one was Chemistry. And there were a lot of um, things that we could relate to in our life, especially in Severance. It takes place during, like, a worldwide, I guess, pandemic or, like, a disease that comes through. So that was obviously super relatable, and it was a great book to kick off with. But there were other themes of, like, capitalism and, like, working and, like, um, being unsure of your place in the world, like that sort of theme that was happening in both severance and chemistry, chemistry especially. So mm-hmm. I think it was like super relatable and that gives us stuff to talk about because even without books, we still complain about our like work <laughs> life and like not knowing what we're doing with our lives, that sort of thing. So I feel like the book just naturally like fed into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
I don't know if you guys like chemistry that much, but for me, I think chemistry like felt very close to home because just because of the mm-hmm. setup of the narrator, because she's like a chemistry mm-hmm. PhD struggling yeah. in the lab. Um, and then, yeah, stuff happens and she decides she doesn't want not that like I'm there too yet in home. life. But I feel like the setup is very close because she's like, oh, do I really want to pursue this? And then like the I mean, it's a very also very extreme because the narrator is a very extreme person. And like the situation of the parents is also uh-huh. like compared to mine is very more more extreme. But I can relate to some of the points that they brought out with like the Asian parent, like the immigrant parents being like, we brought you here to America so you could you know succeed and stuff like that. And that was also a theme in severance, too, I think. Mm-hmm. But. I feel like that's a very common theme in a lot of Asian American authors, which sometimes I think it's a little bit overused because not maybe like in our generation, we feel like it's not really like everyone's story anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course, our parents want to want to succeed, but we want we want them to talk about something like we want their relationships with their parents to be more than that, like more mm-hmm. three dimensional, I guess. For sure. Yeah. Like, so these are the conversations that we're having when we talk about yeah. these books. And those are very similar. It yeah. was so similar that I forgot the second one. Um, <laughs> but the one that we're reading now is called She Who Became the Sun. She Who Becomes the Sun. Um, it's a bit, became, yeah, yeah. Became. became. It's a bit different because it's not, like, set in a modern society. It's, like, a period piece. But in, mm-hmm. yeah. like, ancient China in, oh my god, a dynasty and... I can't really say much about it because we're still reading it. We're about halfway through, but you can imagine it as very political intrigue with like a Mulan type, like woman main character. And I think the mm-hmm. theme of these books for me is that they're very like adult books because I think I haven't read stuff like that um, from like YA. There's no like college main character books that i've read when i was in college mm-hmm. and then it just jumped to like in severance or like in chemistry where they were like postdocs or like people working mm-hmm. um and the other media i consume is like shonen anime stuff where like emotions are very <laughs> easy to process so i think reading these books is like lends a more complicated media to read you have to really think about it which makes the book club more motivating because otherwise i'll be like um I don't want to put so much like emotional investment into a book like I don't know if it's going to be good whereas in other stuff I guess in showing anime or something is very formulaic which is why I like it I can predict how I feel but for this sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like oh like I expected like the eunuch so much and now I'm really <laughs> invested in his story um but those were the three that we've discussed so far I don't know if you have any thoughts for future books or if these are maybe too similar um or what kind of theme we will have going on in the curriculum i know that we in the curriculum i know that <laughs> um sally you said at the start that it just happened to be coincidentally by chinese americans i'm curious if like y'all want to continue that i mean it's up to other people in the book club too but i think i um like my personal book reading i've made it a point to read um, Asian and Asian American authors just because I felt like in school I wasn't reading that much from um, them and I wanted to read more so like I intentionally search out for it but I mean the book club is open to anything it just happened to be that way yeah. but it does make it like it gives a common place to start with all of us in the book club being um, Chinese American so that helps I don't know if y'all are like looking to continue that or you're open to other books but I also like our little I don't know what do you call it, process that we put in place where each book someone like we all like um, nominate a book and then someone is chosen as like, like the person who you mean shares. you choose us <laughs> there has to be some structure Sally or else nothing happens yes mother <laughs> but I like to think that you know so the pressure isn't on just one person you know yeah each book it's someone different and then we all That's get true. to like vote you know mm-hmm. it's very democratic we try i guess i don't know it's like hard because you want it to be like a chill like friend group but Mm -hmm. also at the same time i'm here to read like i'm not here to just like solely just talk or else yeah 
I don't know. Mm. Did you guys have a favorite book so far? Mm-hmm. What is that? I think already um, She Who Became the Sun is becoming my favorite book because it is different from the other two in that it's more... I mean, they were all fiction, but this one is way more... A little bit more fantasy, a little bit historical fiction, which is my favorite genre, actually. <laughs> or it used to be my favorite when I read a lot, um, like YA stuff. So I really like where the plot's going. Like Linda said, it like I've gotten unexpectedly invested in some of the side characters. And I don't know, it's like easy to imagine. And there's less like super heavy analysis. I thought Severance especially was like so full of like symbolism and mm. everything you would read in like an AP lit yeah. Um, class. So I just like this one because it's like easygoing, but also there's still great themes to discuss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you two? Uh, I feel like I don't want to say the same thing, but also, <laughs> yeah, maybe because the first two books are so similar and also like very too realistic that mm-hmm. I liked reading them, but at the same time, it felt kind of like it didn't feel fulfilling to read it because the story wasn't really. It wasn't really a story. It was more like a reflection, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but for She Becomes the Sun, it's like, a, you know, things are happening throughout the main character or other people's lives. And you can see, like, things are dynamic, I guess. And it's just, it's not just them, like, talking in their head, reflecting about themselves. Yeah. So it's more interesting to me. And, but it is, I think it is harder for me to read She Became the Sun because of, like, all the Chinese names, like, all the characters keeping track mm-hmm. of them. That's and true. like and thinking about like like the way they talk just seems very different and, and like how they address each other and you have to think about like all the relationships like officials and stuff like that and I get I get like very caught up in trying to figure out like who's this guy like in relationship to the other person maybe uh-huh. I'm just like a slow reader too but there's a lot of people yeah I don't know it takes me longer mm-hmm. mm. I like this it's story. like I think someone in our book club, Albert, compared it to, like, Game of Thrones, where mm. there's a lot of, like, plots happening and people on the side, like, influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it's more like role building. Linda, about you? I think Severance has a special place in my heart. I'm not sure about how mm. much I enjoyed mm. the story, but it was the first book we read together. And I think it was so good at making me feel uncomfortable the whole time. I think every time <laughs> we discussed it. That's true. I'll be like, no one's happy in this book. Like, and like nothing really comes easy. And all emotions are like blanketed in this like, like stifling atmosphere, which I thought was very artfully created. And it was good at making mm-hmm. me feel, um, feel that way and have that strong of a theme. And like even the humor bits were like weird stuff. Like like the, the retainer and like the rolling like not stuff you would find funny but it was like a oh like a different kind of emotion um was evoked mm-hmm. so i think i would remember how that made me feel when i was reading it and also mm-hmm. the analysis was, very, it was definitely a different feeling yeah yeah I mean, we had a rigorous discussion on yes <laughs> the book <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much to discuss in that book. Like mm-hmm. the author was truly the author is gifted. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, gifted. like to every make you feel sentence is packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but outside of these three books, I mean, have y'all been reading on the side, or is this your like your main book of the however long it takes us month or whatever? Yes, I don't even have time to read like, the <laughs> book. I, I can't read on the side. Yeah, it's kind of complicated could, or yeah. uh, hard to keep everything in track because I feel like I like to watch TV as well. So mm-hmm. I have like all these plots that are running simultaneously in my mind, plus my own like life plot, like me, my <laughs> own life, <laughs> <Your> life plot. <laughs> I'm like trying to keep track of everything in my mind. It's like too overwhelming, and I've started to let some books lapse or some TV shows lapse, mm-hmm. but. I know for the book club, I have to come through every week. Yeah. Wait, do you guys want to talk about um, the first book that we... I guess we discussed this before the book club, but Ming and I read this first, and then we were like, Linda, we have to read, you have to read it. So we all read Crying in H Mart. Oh, oh yeah. we all, like, really loved it. And I don't know, what did you guys think about it? I, I think uh. it was like, the first book I read after a while, too. 
Crying in H Mart is a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, so that itself is different from the other books because memoirs are like, I used to hate them as a kid or younger, like being in high school or whatever, because I thought like, I'm not trying to read about real life or this one person's thoughts. But um, recently I've been reading a few more memoirs and I really appreciate them for their like opening up their life, like their real life and their real emotions mm-hmm. Uh, either a specific event or their entire life to like the, their audience and it's like it's like reading their journal it's very i don't know precious very personal. I guess. yeah yeah personal and i don't know so i i take it i don't take it lightly i guess especially when it's about like this book is pretty heavy with grief and dealing with like a mother's death so um yeah going into it um i had heard a lot about it so i was excited to read it but also like feeling that like it's important to, to i don't know take your time in reading it, I guess. Um, and I, I loved it. It was so relatable in some ways, but also just like you really enter her world of like how she's dealing with uh, like the parental relationships, even with her father too. Like that was the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you cry? I, I teared up. I cried. I cried. Fully cried. <laughs> you fully cried? <laughs> Not an H part though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think her relationship with her parents was really interesting. It was like a very odd relationship, but also mm-hmm. some parts you could relate to. And just like with the Asian mom, I guess. But um, I really liked her use of like tying the food element to all of, throughout her story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as this title suggests, it's crying in H Mart. So she starts off the story like relating how being in H Mart brings her back to to her memories with her mom and then she goes back to the past and like as she's telling the story she gives very specific examples of the foods that they ate or whatever during the time and then mm-hmm. like as she's like dealing with her mom's um cancer she she makes mang cheese like kimchi and stuff mm-hmm. and after her death too i uh, know that was after her death i think I don't remember but yeah she like <laughs> like the fact that she like learned how to do all these recipes and stuff i don't know i just feel like food it's tied to memory a lot of memories so it's interesting how she wove it into the story mm-hmm. linda thoughts on it mm, i think i agree mostly with sally that's what made the memoir like special or like made it stand out yeah to me um because mm-hmm. things with like a strong tie to an external factor like either to the city like the place geographically of where things are or like Sally described, these recipes that are associated with different time in your life, it felt like very real. And also just like the story itself, it was like a mother-daughter relationship. It was just mm-hmm. full of emotions. And like, I mean, we were just at H Mart yesterday. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I really liked it. And I'm glad that I forced myself to read it. <laughs> forced yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess besides that, in our regular book club books, I guess, like y'all, I haven't been able to keep any specific book in mind, but I have been watching a lot of shows. I'm always mm. watching TV shows. You want to get into it? <laughs> I wanted to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that again. <laughs> um... I don't know. I think the first that comes to mind, which I'll mention briefly because I don't think y'all have watched it or really have much interest in it, but it is uh, Bachelor Ted Paradise. Lasso. No, no. Oh, well, also Bachelor <laughs> Paradise. <laughs> but Bachelor Paradise is kind of like I don't really pay attention to the plot that much since it's reality. I just keep it running in the back of like my mind. I w- I don't know. It's like my my default show, but <laughs> it's not something that I'm like hugely invested in. Like I'd say I'm like pretty invested in Ted Lasso so far. Why are you um, so invested in it? I thought you yeah, said okay. it wasn't your so style. So that's the thing. I had heard it on and off and I heard that it won a few Emmys and then Carlos kept talking about it when we would go climbing. He'd, he would be like, you'd really like the show. It has really good humor. And I was like, Ted Lasso, like what is it even about? It sounds like a cowboy movie or something. And <laughs> And when I looked up the premise, it's just like a white man who moves to England to coach football. And it just didn't sound that interesting. But when you watch it, it is so I I mean, maybe I'm just the perfect audience for it because it hits like I literally laugh out like fully laugh out loud while I watch it. It's kind of 
embarrassing, <laughs> but it's not the kind of humor that would be like like making fun of other. Well, sometimes it makes fun of people, but it's like not like rude humor or like mean humor. It's just very wholesome, like full hearted humor. And uh, there's very like sweet storylines that come with it, like character growth and just like showing uh, dimensions of all the characters. Um, in some ways, it reminds me. OK, this is a kind of a stretch. So don't 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 watch it and then disagree with me. But it kind of reminds <laughs> me of um, K dramas and like you know how the side characters in like a, a rom com are always like bumbling kind of, but they're always like sweet or they they add that comedic like lightheartedness, but they're mm-hmm. also like really invested either in the main couple or just they have their own plots happening. That's kind of what Tassel Ted Lasso feels like to me, like. There's a bunch of just bumbling characters, but they all have their own like side plots and it's very wholesome and comedic. I don't know. It's very heartwarming. So hmm. I have fallen into the Ted Lasso hole. But... That was nice. Okay. It does that, sound appealing. <laughs> yes, but the it's... fact that it's on Apple TV is not appealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take out a tr- the seven day free trial for it. And now I'm like, you watch oh, it I guess all I'll... seven days. I did not. So I have to extend it. A oh. lot. <laughs> I'm like paying for it. Just one month, though. That's all Apple will get out of me. One more month. <laughs> we can all get the free trial and just rotate. Yeah. I guess have the, like three weeks worth. It is It is fast watch. They're only like 30 minutes long. So it's like a quick show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize I'd like come to love this like Midwestern white man <laughs> so much. Wait, is he like the main character? Is, is he a real person? Ted Lasso. Yeah. His name is Ted Lasso, right? Ted Lasso, yeah, is the main character. He's the coach that moves to England and he has this like really charming southern uh, midwestern <laughs> accent and he has like all these like idioms and like uh references and stuff like that. So he's like a very wholesome character, but I've come to love all the side characters like more. The like, British people. His- yeah, like the the people on the team, the managers, like the side characters. It, it's just built out in such a like a nice community, I think. Mm. It's a sports anime. Yeah. I maybe it is. Maybe I should start watching sports anime. <laughs> start watching some high cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I have heard it's pretty great from y'all. So maybe, but yeah, what what have you been consuming on the screen so far, Linda? <laughs> I haven't consumed like anything on the screen. Really? Not like TV really? That's surprising. and stuff like that. No mm. shows? No, I've been grinding Anime? hard in the game. <laughs> oh. Game. Yeah. Well, I guess that counts as a screen. Yeah. Um, maybe this derails it a little bit if we're talking about TV shows, but I've been playing Zelda. I got it after I finished Breath of the Wild, and I got Skyward Sword on the Switch, and... I just like controlling everything on the screen, I guess, <laughs> or like being the main character. And wait, that one's not like Breath of the Wild, though, right? It's not open world. It's not open world, but there's like places where you can explore, and then you like unlock parts of the map, which is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So there's new things and like new environments to go into. Um, but I think I need like the internal rush I get from like accomplishing <laughs> something like something really small but it's like it's very stimulating in a different way than watching a tv show um but I think other than that I've been too busy like I've been creating my own media working with my client <laughs> doing stuff like that True. um <laughs> but I would recommend Skyward Sword even though it pales in comparison but it's still pretty good I'm glad that you're like so into the world of Zelda and like still using your Switch even though Animal Crossing is dead. (laughs) I'm ready. If anyone listening wants a Switch, I'm ready to sell mine. (laughs) Like, no, actually, deadass, I have not like touched my Switch. I'm ready to sell it. But I guess I don't. I don't get into video games as much, or I'd like to, but I don't know. Zelda always sound fun, but you know. I was so thrown off by falling off the tower so many times. Yeah. You didn't even get to the horses, Ming. I know. I, think I was like, trying to do it for the horses, but... <laughs> it's like a mix of, like, cuteness and, like, you get to fight sometimes, so it's not that overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. When we went to Shenandoah, I, like, forced them to play Call of Duty with me at night. Oh, my God. <laughs> you play Call of Duty? It's so chaotic. <laughs> they had, so like, chaotic. A, a PlayStation at the Airbnb, so we, like, we had, we had oh. to go back and play Call of wow. Duty. 
How was it? It was so scary. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the story was that you had to go kill like Fidel Castro. So it was like a real life thing, oh my gosh. which I was like kind of shocked at. I thought it was all like in some like fictional universe. But yeah, uh-huh. it's like a first person, so you just see like your arms like this, and then you're like hacking. Mm-hmm. I hate people that. And, like, they changed people. the COD. Yeah, I play COD Mobile with my sister, and usually before we we're playing like third person, so you could see the whole body. Um, but now they changed it to this first person only, and you just see the little arms, and everything's all like magnified. <laughs> And I people it. who don't play COD will not, rec- will not understand. <laughs> <laughs> what about all you, Sally? Okay. For me, I guess I haven't talked about K dramas in a while, so I'll talk about Go that. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> how many months has it been? <laughs> uh, I watched Hospital Play Hospital Playlist 2. Oh uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people were watching it this season, or at least people that I knew. So I had people to discuss with. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. It's like it was like the first season of Hospital Playlist. So Meng, you probably know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, basically, they just continued the storyline from the first season, and I don't think they're gonna make a third season because they wrapped up things pretty well at the end. But yeah, it's just a very like nice, wholesome Doctor K drama, which I watched with mm-hmm. my mom because she really Aww. likes Doctor dramas. And she likes K-dramas, but especially Doctor ones, so she really <laughs> loved it. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very wholesome. Like, yeah, they're, the whole storyline, like, there's no sex, no <laughs> anything. Are you, you know? disappointed? Yeah, she likes it. I'm not disappointed, <laughs> I'm just saying it's like very wholesome. There's no, like, really any drama. Mom it's like approved. everyone is like getting along with each other. The only drama is between the patients, probably. And mm. but it's nice to see like all the different cases in the hospital feeds into my pre-college pre-med fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of it, I guess a lot about the emotions that doctors go through or like patients go through in the hospital. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I just really like, I think my favorite part about Hospital Playlist is like the group of friends and seeing their friendship. I guess it kind of reminds me of our group of friends. Oh, but really? it's like they, they have really nice friendship. And even though they're all busy with the being doctors and whatnot, they all get together mm-hmm. once in a while and practice for their band. And they just, you know, oh, just jam out, have a good playlist. time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every episode, there's an. They have a jam session and they play a different song. Wait, okay, not to get too sentimental, but this is, reminds me of what I was telling Linda last night. Oh yeah, in the car. In my like <laughs> sleep deprived state in on the, the drive home. No, on the drive home, I was oh. like so tired. I was getting very um emo thing. Emo about our friendship. <laughs> okay, because um, I was talking about how like I'm super excited to see us in like maybe 20 years or something because I was I was talking about how much I enjoyed reminiscing on our high school and college days just last night in the basement so like I can't imagine what it's going to be like 20 years from now when we've gone through so much stuff together that we can Mm -hmm. reminisce on all of that like 20 or so years of friendship together so I was just getting like super like sentimental and like hopeful (laughs) for like the future and knowing that even if like bad stuff happens to us which they talk about divorce and other things in yeah. hospital playlists. At least a few episodes I've watched, but to know that they're like still friends through it all and they've like seen each other grow through those um, difficult times. I don't know. I was, I was like, Linda and I will always be there for Sally. Sally and Linda will always be there for me. You know, we'll always no be there be for, for Linda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sally and I will be there for Linda, but yeah, we'll like. We'll grow with each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like too tired last night, but mm-hmm. that makes sense. I also like that a about delirious. playlist. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good K drama. Um, okay, moving on. Another K drama <laughs> that I've been uh, <laughs> watching with my sister is Hometown Cha Cha Cha, and Ooh. it's also on Netflix. It's a really good K drama as well. Very nice and wholesome as well. You know, I'm mm. into wholesome things nowadays, but... Oh, are you? <laughs> okay, maybe not the last one. I'll talk about that last one. Oh, okay. But, um, basically, I really like this the setup of this drama, too. You know, Linda, I think you'd like it, too, because 
it's basically the main character. Well, not me. Is a dentist, like a cool city girl meets a country boy. Formula. But the country boy is Kim Sonho, which is like uh, the second male lead in Startup Ming. So I like that. I do like very, that. Yeah, it's very nice to see on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really like their dynamic too, um, as a couple and oh, like as friends. They have like that bickering, like kind of like enemies to lovers <laughs> trope. Because they start off like bickering a lot, and then you know, they have these special moments together. So that's nice to see, and it's just like nice because the whole drama is mainly set in the seaside, like country town. So the pace of mm-hmm. life is slow. You get to see all these like old ladies and like you know like local seafood vendors and stuff like that. So it's it's really nice to just be in that environment all the time compared to like usually the dramas are set in Seoul a busy city and stuff so i like that aspect of it as well and the city girl is humbled by the oh. country boy he's like why are you th- why are you so stuck up and like all this about <laughs> being a city girl <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i like the drama a lot and the side characters they grow on you they're like at first they're like really annoying and like gossipy because you know mm. it's a small town everyone knows each other but then they have their own like lives and storylines. That part is cool too. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. We're still in the middle of watching the drama. It's still like releasing, ongoing. So don't have too much to say about that yet. And finally, I just started Squid Game this weekend with Kevin. <gasps> oh my gosh! No and- spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, but spoiler I think so far. No. TikTok, oh, avoid TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very interesting. It is what I expected from the trailer. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten too into it. It's only been two episodes, but I think it's going to be a good drama. Everyone else says it's a good drama, or everyone's been talking about it. So I yeah. feel like it has to be a good drama. And the societal pressure to watch this drama is very high, <laughs> <laughs> so I must watch it. <laughs> It's like the number one show on Netflix. Yeah, people who like don't watch K-dramas have been watching yeah. it too. So, yeah, I'm you guys should watch it, it so we can discuss. <laughs> I shall. It's I, not I plan a to wholesome drama, they by they the way. Get shot and stuff like that. They don't pass. Yeah. Their oh my god. Games. Like a lot of gore, right? Yeah, I think pretty gory. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot of con- uh, consumption happening, Sally. <laughs> Well, this has been like several months of stuff. Well, two months of stuff. I don't know. But that's all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I would <sighs> no like to shows. recommend not not a show, I guess, because I'm not going to recommend Bachelor in Paradise. There's no point. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that I'm alone in that. No. But um, I guess moving on from like shows to just other random media, I've told you all or maybe I just told Tally, but I've been really into this podcast lately called dear shandy <laughs> yeah you told me. i like i can't stop listening to you. i always look forward to their next episode and it's um shandy because it's the, a couple and that's their names like combined um andy and charlene and it's like this okay i don't want to call them old because that's they're not old but they're like uh, mid 30s yeah mid 30s late 30s uh married couple and they're just uh, giving advice, I guess, on relationships. Like people will send in their questions or they'll bring up um, scenarios that happen and just share their thoughts on it. And it's so refreshing to hear their thoughts from like that that age range, I guess, because I guess most of the time when I hear um, opinions on relationships or whatever, it's from people our age or I don't know, just like kind of more gossipy opinions. Mm-hmm. But theirs are so like, logical but also kind and there's a lot of thought put behind their answers and even though I don't really relate to most of the scenarios still hearing about it is like comforting because there's always solutions in a romantic situation like and they lay it out so so nicely I don't I just really look forward to it they have really great podcasting voices too um (laughs) so I don't know if you're in the mood for like some relationship advice or you know eventually you just get to know them or you have that parasocial relationship with mm-hmm. them where you feel like you know them. 
Um, do they only give relationship yeah. advice? Um, they've given like ro- like roommate advice and like friendship advice. So like relationships in general, not mm-hmm. just romantic, but yeah. most of it is romantic. And they have just such a good perspective. I feel like like that's very grounded. Like it's not like like oh just break up with them or like you know <laughs> uh, or you got to stay with them or whatever. Like it's very they bring in their own experience. So it seems like pretty practical advice Mm -hmm. and they release like two episodes a week or something. So like at work, I'm always listening to it. And when I agree with that, like, yes, like you better break (laughs) up with them or you better stay with them or that's such great advice. I'm going to file that away for my own situations. So Mm -hmm. that's why I like if you're interested in psychology in Seattle, like watching that guy. I think we told you about it, but they, it's like Mm -hmm. a therapist who analyzes like on-screen relationships, like 90 Day Fiance or like Married at First Sight. And as someone who also mm-hmm. watches reality shows, like, oh my god, oh, I didn't talk about like Too Hot to Handle and whatever. And that <gasps> was a recent <laughs> TV show, I suppose. Um, but to have a, a therapist or like a more grounded adult way of looking at reality shows, it's like, yes, I'm watching this as an intellectual, sociological mm-hmm. <laughs> pursuit. Intellectual. Yeah. Even though they might be too hot to handle, they're also <laughs> too very intellectual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. We didn't even talk about reality. Yeah. Because um, I think, like, Love is Blind, Lynn and I watched, and we watched the reunion oh, show, God, and yeah. that should be analyzed. There's so much there, but it's, like, a nice, easy kind of TV, but also you can really get into, like, the, the analysis behind it if you really want to. Mm. Also, it's just nice. I'm not even going to, like, say it's analytical. It's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, going off yeah. of what you said about, uh, <laughs> I did re- listen to some of the episodes of Dear Shandy, and yeah, I think some of their advice is pretty good. I like hearing also like the people sending in their stories and like hearing what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But I really thought <laughs> that was funny how one of the episodes there were, it was like two of the people who sent in, um, like problems were being insecure about like being single or whatever and then mm-hmm. they were like we should have a dear shandy like mixer <laughs> where they just invite all the single people who centered their stories and have like a, a mingling session oh my gosh <laughs> get to know each other because they were like the girl from this story should meet the guy from this other oh, story yeah. and they thought that they would get together <laughs> wow a meet cute through dear shandy right that'd be so cool what if we had a meet cute through moving along? <laughs> Except no one says they're moving dilemmas. along in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The branding. <laughs> Does anyone have any other media that they've been into? Any TikTok, Sally? Besides, oh my gosh, TikTok. Uh, well, as you know, I'm not really on TikTok that much, but I've been trying <laughs> with my sister to be back on the game. You know, get relevant with the kids. And <laughs> I have, well, we did a, a dance that we mentioned oh briefly, God. but we still need to work on that one. <laughs> and I've been working on a it's dance to do with my eye. sister. Yeah. But I think it's really fun. To, I've been getting back into like doing the TikTok dances. Like Linda and I were doing it when we went climbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So are you like on dance? tiktok like what are y'all's tiktok uh, oh, what is your for you page yeah for you page looking like mine is mostly cream. tiktoks oh. i mean dance yeah <laughs> dance uh food mm. like random stuff but mostly dance and food what is what are your alls no you said berries and cream yeah it's bringing berries and cream like how is it this much content about berries and cream like every time i watch a tiktok i'm like clenching myself because what if it's berries and cream it's like the cake <laughs> thing. Wait, like, also oh the salmon rice, right? Yeah, the, the salmon, salmon rice one. Oh and the, the dude on the couch. Yeah, and the dude on the couch. And now it's like Squid Game is all over my For You page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the silent pressure is very large to watch this show. But I think cooking helps because since the TikTok is so like short, it makes the cooking seem easier because it happens so fast. Mm. And I try to like copy mm, some yeah. of the recipes that... I see on What did you TikTok? try? I tried the salmon. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's why I got seaweed from mm. H Mart. 
last night being so I can have it win. Just for the salmon the rice. rice. I mean for, <laughs> for other things, you know, CBD's umami. Um yeah. What other stuff is on for you page? A lot of like discourse, I think, because none of the videos have been getting longer. Um mm, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people like tagging each other, saying like, oh, they make a good point or like debunking points, like the discourse on the couch boy thing is very large <laughs> as well um yeah and then also like work from home tiktok something you oh, know the yeah. remix about like it's like the teams calling and then the stand is like spot my ass like a drum and then it's like oh, a remix and i'm just like stuck in my head because like i'm polluting myself with tiktoks during work so that's like yeah. what my mindscape is just like during the day Okay, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm not embarrassed of this, but I kind of like because I don't go on TikTok. I only go on a few days a week, and so anytime I watch something that is similar in content, that's what it picks up on because it doesn't have much to work off of, I guess. So my TikTok for you page is all horse girl content. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, there's some like. Sometimes I'll get like the couch boy thrown in there or like the occasional work TikTok, but uh, I'd say a good majority is horse <laughs> content, which I am not mad about because I feel like I've hidden and squashed down my inner horse girl for too long now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time to come out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I used to be so into horses when I was younger and I put it aside like during middle school and high school just because. I don't know, it was embarrassing and I wasn't around horses anymore. But now on TikTok, I can live vicariously through the TikToks <laughs> and like experience and remember things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I still remember this about horses. And like, ah, mm. oh, like, that's a great like TikTok. I, <laughs> I can laugh. I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of like Reddit where if you want, you can get into your sub like subreddits and hobbies like really in depth. So I'm le- like letting myself enjoy the horse girl TikTok content. It's quite good. Does it inspire you to want to go back to horse riding? Um, kind of like it makes me wish I could do it, but like I'm not making it like a thing anymore because I'm like focused on rock climbing and just work and like the rest of my life. And if you start riding horses, it takes up a lot of time and money and just Mm -hmm. transportation to get there. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like letting myself enjoy it as like I used to like it and I used to be into it. Yeah, yeah. Climbing mm. is more like a priority for me. Horse Are girl you on TikTok, TikTok is more just like a release. There is climbing Sometimes, time. actually, yeah. You keep sending us the climbing reels, but it's not on TikTok. It is not because I haven't fully gotten into the TikTok, but the reels. Yeah. I love that All one. All my reels um, are climbing reels now for some reason. <laughs> I love it. I love the, because they're like, I especially love the short ones, like short girl mm. ones, or like the ones where it's like about relatable, like sh- trying to fit into your new shoes and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> uh, I love it. Is there any other medias? I don't know. I feel like TikTok, movies, shows, games. I feel oh, like we're oh constantly consuming. Ming, last night. More? There's more. <laughs> we were in the HR parking yes. lot. And then we were blasting this country station on oh Sirius Radio. Oh my god! And then I was like, Ming, this is my Asian American identity. <laughs> and I don't know, because I think we were confronted a lot with why country is repulsive from different sources. There was some country hate this weekend yeah. that I'm not okay with. <laughs> but I just want to clarify, we are country lovers on this pod. Yes. And <laughs> Ming sent this really nice country song to us. She recommended it. It's called <laughs> oh, God. Um, Like God Makes You a Country Boy. Like if you die, you have to come back as a country boy because yeah. that's like the best life and whatever. It's like Blake Shelton. And that is, yes, I would recommend I think we had a deeper discussion, Ming, about how, like, it's about the agricultural you know, lifestyle, things like that. A podcast episode may be coming on country music. It may be on in the queue. I'll just say that now. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we um, um, experienced so much, like, vitriol towards country music this weekend, <laughs> I'm like, tr- Linda and I were, like, trying to process in the car, like, why we like it so much. Yeah. And we were really getting into, like, identity politics and, like, what it means for people and, like, musically what it, it brings to the table. So, um, 
TBD, but we might have some thoughts on yeah. it that could make up a whole podcast. If you're a country <laughs> music expert, we would love to invite you <laughs> to talk about our mutual love for country. Guest. Yeah. If your neck don't come back red, Lord, you have me dead. <laughs> Okay. okay. Well. And on that note, I think that's that concludes our annual um, media reviews slash I don't know our favorites of the season. We do this every season because I feel like most people were constantly consuming, and so it's nice to reflect and share what we love. Because to be honest, we do love it. We put time into it. It offers, in some ways, an escape or some ways to. Um, analyze our current world or our current situations so or if anything it's just like a fun tiktok meme so i hope you'd enjoy it and if you have any questions or any suggestions about good tiktoks or good shows we should be looking into let us know thanks for tuning in if you like this episode make sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts and you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.